the uh, Oktoberfest in a box. Uh, Welcome, guys, to Behind the Bunker. This is our weekly paintball show. Thank you so much for tuning in with now more zoomed-in quality here. Here we go. My name is Todd Ansich. With me, as always, I have Josh Zubizabrikis. Yeah, a whole lot of Zoom, which works out really well for our audio listeners. <laughs> uh, thank you for tuning into the show. Please do not forget to like and share. Like and share. Take a couple moments to do that right now. We appreciate it. And yes, it does make a big difference. I know everyone says it, but please, 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 please yeah. like and share. Josh's paychecks have been bouncing, guys. Come on. <laughs> Hit that like and share button and, uh, and help a guy out. Uh, we also have Joe Kimson from Flaggers Paintball. And greetings and thanks for tuning in in my closer shot so I don't look so hunched over. So that's super fantastic. I will uh, talk about stuff later on once we get rolling. There we go. Awesome. And then we have Garvin Sharma from Turretech Industries. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Look at that. Nice and crisp, ladies and gentlemen. I'm here. It is Monday night. It is behind the bunker. And I do appreciate my good friend Josh Zubizabrika saying, hit the like and share button. Finally, after many years and weeks of being on the program, he remembered to say it. So don't disappoint him. Hit that like and share button so everybody knows what's going on this evening for Behind the Bunker. It is Monday night. It is paintball. And we are watching the chat so make sure you interact with us, ladies and gentlemen, because it's going to be a good one. He lies. There's never been a good Behind the Bunker show. But that's what we're striving for every week, guys. So tune in until that actually happens uh, here in uh, in uh, our paintball world. And, guys, if you don't uh, have the ability to listen to us or sit and watch us the whole time on our show here on Facebook or YouTube, you can check us out on um, iTunes, Podomatic, SoundCloud, Stitcher, anywhere you get your better paintball or favorite paintball podcast from. So... And can anybody tell me in the live, it looks like, uh, yeah, looks like we're live on Facebook. I see Ian in there and uh, Wounded Beekeeper. Oh, no. Poor on Facebook. What are you hey. talking about? And Stephen Mayer in uh, YouTube. Oh, so it's yeah. nice to see you guys there. Uh, and there's more of you guys joining in. So oh, thank you. I about YouTube. Nice. I just nice. on Facebook. All right. And uh, is this working? No, still not working. Matt? I don't know. So are we My live mayor? or are we, are we not live? live? Okay, not live. I'll figure it out. We are live everywhere. Not so right. why don't we get to, I figured out, I know what the problem is, Matt. So guys, director's cut of the complete history of paintball running time six hours is now shipping. Uh, I've seen people posting up. Uh, Devin had it. A bunch of guys have them already. I am just looking for my USPS uh, update. Oh, if it's coming USPS to Canada, it's it's going to be two weeks. It was Jamaica, New York on the 25th. So I anticipate it's (laughs) crossed the border on that way. Come on. We have this package for Garvin. So, one of the things I know you're just quickly (laughs) chatting about it. What I really, really appreciated was I received a notification that it had uh, already shipped. And I hadn't paid for shipping yet. So John Omadea and Paintball Media already pre-sent those out. I know it was free shipping in the continental USA. And it was uh, a little bit extra for Canada and... Uh, international. In- international. So I appreciated him sending it out before I sent my shipping uh, payment to him. Uh, so I thought that was just great. So I there was no delay other than the Postal Service and hopefully crosses the border. And I will hopefully be watching it this week. And as I said to everybody there... In studio Sixth land, uh, and in, in this uh, this room right now, nobody gets to watch out with me. I purchased it; it's all mines, uh, and you too. I think there's some extra copies there too. So reach out to Paintball Media, the complete history of uh, a paintball, and you can own your own copy as well. I'm gonna have to get one. I have absolutely, one, but I want one. Yeah, for sure. I have a dual cassette tape dubber that high speed tape dubs. Can I borrow your DVD? Will that work? No, my brother. You'll have to get your own. <laughs> yeah, I would like to actually get my own copy as well. Um, so, yeah, check that out, ladies and gentlemen. Paintball Media uh, for all that great stuff. Hey, if you guys are heading down to World Cup and you're looking for some jerseys, both practice and otherwise, head over to Ruthless. They have a $99.99 special for two jersey, a home and away special. Speaking of World Cup, guys, uh, hot off the press. The, for the Imperial program, if you guys are an Imperial program team, which I don't know why you would be not uh, a team imperial uh, part of the gi sports uh, they want to let you guys know that uh, there will be no uh, products at the gi booth for world cup if you guys want gear as part of your sponsorship package make sure you get your pre-order in by october 26th which is almost two weeks before so if you need pods or anything to fulfill your sponsorship make sure you get it into those guys asap because uh, for world cup there will not be a retail store or product on hand for anybody so there you go uh, guys if you're heading down there 
Later on in the show tonight, guys, we're going to be playing a little bit of Price is Right. Here's something I found today uh, that was just too good to pass up. This didn't sell yet. I'm going to watch this. This is an AGD X Mag uh, Automag Paintball Air Gun, and they're asking $3,500 for this bad boy. Ouch. With warp feed. You forgot With to add that. Warp, warp feed. feed. Yeah, look at that bad boy. I have a brand new warp feed in the box if someone would like to buy it. Well, that's $3,500. You just need to find a gun and put it together and bundle it. Maybe that's where you make I can your sell money. It for 32 Right, $3,200. <laughs> yeah. All right, predictions. What do you guys think that's going to sell for? They're asking $3,500, but there's no way they're going to get that. And if they do, I will I will quit eBay. Well, I know Joe's watching right now. <laughs> yeah. I'm, what can I, I get for mine? What can I get for mine? Well, you probably get 900 uh, I think. I'm going to say a cool 1000 You get 1500 I bet. I think. So. And that, that, uh, actually, I'll zoom in here for a second. That, to me, looks actually either brand new or pretty damn clean that's very 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 clean if you're ever wondering what the plastic shortage was of 87 that's it right there ladies yes. and gentlemen that's stock footage in, in the night in the <laughs> 1977s during the fuel crisis in the u.s when they lowered speed limits that's when they went from 12 inch gi joes down to the little five inch gi joes so that's to the gap they, in size? they were they were vic <laughs> they were vic they were victims of the the fuel shortage. oh don't sell yourself short <laughs> It wasn't a fuel shortage. It was a fuel embargo. Uh, I think it was a shortage, wasn't it? I don't know. I don't what was year was that you talking about? Sorry? Like 77-ish, around there. Yeah. I remember my dad bought... they lowered bought, speed limits and everything. Yeah, My dad bought an extra car. It was a Caprice, and he tinkered with it. He put a box on top of the carburetor so any of the vapor vaporized gas fumes would collect in a chamber and then um, solidify back into a liquid and then go back into the fuel system. It's like Genius. an air conditioner for condensers yeah. and drink the water. Well, exactly. It never worked, but... Fuel was shorted because of the embargo. Yeah. So it was called the oil crisis in the 1970s. Yeah. All right. I think Reagan had something to do with that, didn't he? Uh, he the Car did. Carter would yeah. have been... Carter would have yeah, been the president. Um, AirUps, guys. If you want something from AirUps, either a field for next season or a uh, field map like what we have in our studio... Head on over to AirUps now and get 20% off. Um, if they say, what, I don't know anything about this, tell them Behind the Bunker sent you. They'll get you your 20% off. Yeah, buddy. Talk to Brent. Give him a smile, and uh, he'll help you out, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Endless Legends, October 2nd to 4th at OXCC. This yeah, is a CPX me. event, so make sure you guys check that out. Um, that's all I got in the news right now. There's not much else happening uh, in the world right now of paintball. Uh, especially, I don't know where you guys live in the world, but where we are, there is uh, the pandemic seems to be ramping up in our area, so Indeed. things are shutting down again. Um, so unfortunately, we had better not have to go back to being. I hope not. We plan to have a fall big basically. game, and I know a lot of you guys have been asking, but right now we kind of have it on the back burner because we can't have you guys come to play a big game right now. So um, that's me. All right, well, why don't we move on, Matt? Let's uh, let's feature Gavin for his mail time segment. Mail time. Mail time. Mail here. Ladies and gentlemen, it is our mail time segment where I get to reach... The what? Mail time. Did you, I swear you said segment. Segment. <laughs> okay. I'm going to play that back and re replay. Oh, I swear. Maybe. You know what? Thanks for pointing it out. It's your show. It's uh, a little self-conscious Any mistake now. that you make yeah, going to be perfect. all over tonight. All right. Uh, this is the time where I get to shine and rip open my sack and read some of the correspondence, ladies and gentlemen, that you have sent in. And uh, clearly it was a busy weekend for me because the sack is short. Sacagawea. Sacagawea. Uh, <laughs> so I only have a couple of pieces of questions in the sack uh, that I ripped open. And, uh, ladies and gentlemen, since it is live... We are looking at the chat form as well, so if you have any questions you want addressed, uh, post up below and we'll get to it. So the first question comes to us from Ryan McGee. He says, or wants to know, pardon me, what are some non-paintball products that you wish a company would produce a paintball-specific version of? He does have some ideas, so let's go around the horn first before I read what his contributions are going to be. Uh, Josh, let's start with you. We always end with you. Let's start with you. What do you think? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's why I put you on the spot. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I don't. Um, I don't know. Yeah, nothing comes to mind. Off. Okay. I'm gonna non painful products. So I'm going to throw one into the ring. We talked about the um, 
Christ is the name of that product. The Senna that we talked about a couple weeks ago. It's a motorcycle communication thing that goes from helmet to helmet. Dude. I want... I want that in a paintball goggle so that you'd have a hands-free, kind of like what the JT Sportscoms used to be. Think about it, ladies and gentlemen. You have a pair of goggles with a headphone built inside and a microphone underneath the chin where it's hands-free and you're talking over a, you know, a network with a bunch of your friends and it's all voice voice activated and noise canceling. So you're not going to hear, you know, stuff all day. You're not going to hear that radio chatter or you know, other people asking, you know, where the tuna salad is and all that sort of stuff. I think that would be a really neat thing. And I also think that with, um, I don't know what the company was, Joe, maybe you can help me with that, but the EVS that had the heads up display. A recon. Recon. Recon Instruments. Yeah, had a great software uh, and they, they teamed up with Empire for that. I thought that was great. Can you imagine having that intercoms and have that heads up display? And with that intercom system, you'd know where your friends were as well because it would show on a Google map. And everyone takes their phone on the field. Let's be honest. I mean, how many don't have their phone in their pocket when they're playing um, or wouldn't be adverse to it if they had a place to put it that was safe? I think that'd be pretty fantastic. True. You know, Josh could be talking. You say, okay, listen, I'm in the I'm still in the bathroom. I'll be out in the field. And, you know, Joe's Joe's in the middle of a firefight. He's asking for us to get out there. And Gavin and I are trying to rally up troops while we're getting our paint together. Like it's it would be think of how advantageous it would be for a big t scenario team to have that kind of proper communications and i know radios already exist i get it but when you're shooting your gun you can't hear your radio or talk on the radio but you can with this so huh. look at that yeah <laughs> sort of piggyback off that a little bit uh while you're taking your uh calls from india uh Maybe some uh, like nav system or GPS. Um, so you know they have the the heads up display system uh, for the Empire uh, goggles. But if you were able to successfully navigate a field and uh, see the terrain ahead of time or know where to go and pinpoint nav points, that would be great. No, George Hay, no. What was that? <laughs> Paintball Crocs. Yeah, uh, you know what? Good for you. you I could just see that, that going to extravaganza, going in the GI booth. Look yeah. what we got. Crocs. Uh, Phoenix has got a good point there. I'd like to see a football uh, moto paintball comp make a full line of kids' protective gear. Yeah, there's not enough kids' stuff out there, unfortunately. Kids these yeah. days are also not tough enough. Yeah, but so. kids are playing low impact now. I think they just <laughs> need to make some goggles and the chest protectors that we've been using have for the kids that are working, but I think a kid doesn't really need <laughs> Kid doesn't need a chest protector when they're playing low impact. They they don't, but I think parents are not aware of that until they get out and play, right? So the yeah. idea of showing up to uh, a counter of a field and saying, uh, I need to protect little Timmy or Susan. So they're, they're going to go for every protective device possible. Yeah. So, yes, I agree 100%. There needs to be more variety of goggles on the uh, the paintball field for, for little little faces, including yeah, kids. I agree. Uh, and uh, smaller chest protectors and uh, stuff. And, and, and stuff to yeah. make parents, not so much the kids, but make parents feel comfortable uh, to to let the kids play. Yeah. And I do like Mike Holstrom's comment. I want to know. I want Nokia to make a Revy. Absolutely. <laughs> the originals great? and the new ones were pretty much bulletproof. There was that run in the middle there that was very. Uh, All right. And so before I move finish. on to the next question, I did want to add in I, Ryan McGee's uh, contributions because this is his question. He says um, his personal items would be uh, that would not be paintball specific would be a rugged Bluetooth speaker because sometimes people just need their tunes with them on the field of battle. A little bit of Wagner at the beginning battle. Never not a bad wrong. way to drop yeah. into a, drop into a fight. Well, it's, um, I, I sorry, ahead. I thought of one. Mm -hmm. I would like to see something that is not paintball specific come to paintball is a um, Picatinny rail system that would be a camera, like a video camera. With like a red dot mounted on top, or have the actual scope they have through. A, they have a, a the base loader has Picatinny rails on the top and side. What's a base loader? It's just a lo a tuna round loader. Oh, and sorry to piggyback on what you were saying, Joshua, with cameras. Instead of having mounts uh, for like GoPros or any action camera, something fully integrated into the goggle system itself. Um, so you've seen. Sunglasses that already have the, or hidden cameras, right? Mm -hmm. I think uh, camera technology has evolved to the point where some of the lower grade technology can be integrated into a, a face mask. Um, that way you're not looking at sort of every blade of grass as the person's running to the bunker or 
um, any obstructive view. If you had it right in the center of your goggle system uh, that's not protruding out and you had some great, um, yeah, I, I think that would be a great addition to any any goggle system so people can capture the memories. There was one that somebody sent in that went inside your goggles, wasn't there? It was like a hockey one or something There's like a that. hockey one. They're made in Kitchener. I don't know the name of the company. I've reached out to them a couple times, but they're... You've never seen anybody playing hockey with one in, but whatever. So Zane Smith said, camera in the hopper. I know one of the uh, corporations was working on that. I don't know if they abandoned it, but they've certainly sold the rights to it. The problem with that is is people are running, too. It's like people don't always have their guns up when they're playing, right? So as they're moving and navigating terrain, uh, you see a lot of wasted footage of, like, just buildings or trees or bunkers. Um, I like the idea of having it in a goggle system because you get the sort of point of view uh, the whole time. So. And, you, and if it's in your, and what happens if you're running magfed and you have your camera in your mag and then you put it in your dump pouch? Then That's you just right. see the inside of your dump pouch. It's like being a, it's like oh. being a nickel in your in your Washing pocket machine. rolling around. <laughs> yes. Do you know what would be really neat then if you had a video camera on your marker with a push button record, like on the forward handle oh. of, of a marker? So you don't have to get hours and hours of footage of you just walking on the field. Like Every a, time you pop like your marker up. Like a pressure you, switch. Yeah, if yeah. you pressure Mike, switched it on, the camera could turn on. You could record five, ten We're saying too much, everyone. Just shut Gavin, up. Mike Thompson <laughs> Mike, Mike Thompson says HK has a camera pad that is in the hopper. We, we, because we that was knew, Pinocchio. We knew, yeah. That was Pinocchio. Yeah. We knew about that years, years ago. ago. Years yeah. ago. Yeah. So. so my wife has a has a car, Corey? a Nissan Pathfinder, and it's how many years old? Four now, maybe? Four or five. So the technology's not ancient, and some of you guys may have this in your car. But you know when you go into reverse or you hit the camera button, you've got a bird's eye view of your vehicle. So you see all around at 360 degrees. So if you're pulling into a tight parking spot or something like that, that would be neat to have somehow that embedded on your goggles, a camera in the front, back, and sides so that you can record actually what's happening around you just did a fly 360 on the top of your head pretty much yeah but as we i mean the, the camera technology keeps getting cheaper and cheaper um so maybe it's gonna be more accessible for action sports like paintball and yeah. sorry ryan <laughs> last one i know you sent this question and we appreciate it so his second um entry into his question would be a set of bluetooth headphones that he can pair with a device that plugs into his calm radio but also enhances your non-calm hearing as well Sort of like hunting earphones, um, Bluetooth technology, yeah. so you can hear both your communications from uh, walkie talkies and uh, the, uh, the the noise around you as well. Wacky talkies, more like it. Yeah. Um, so Matt and I were at a tournament on the weekend, and I didn't realize that so many people did this because it was kind of a weird thing I noticed. I don't know why I didn't notice this before. But the amount of guys that go off on their own after they're geared up, ready to go, they're kind of doing their own stretches, warming up, but they've got ear pods in their ears and they're blasting music and they're kind of dancing and hyping themselves up to kind of get their energy level up it'd be neat again to have yeah something in your goggles that had like a speaker where you could have music playing like even just a bluetooth for that matter to hook up to your phone just just as simple as that um we're not the ones having to create this we just come up with the ideas but that's right i but think you guys the, are saying too much i know well i think if anyone's listening that works for any of these companies guys bluetooth headphones in your goggles no matter how people choose to use them, they should be there, right? So my ski helmet has Bluetooth. Yeah. I can answer. I can answer my phone in my ski helmet by pressing on the side of the button if my phone is ringing and have a conversation. Yeah. So C don't be offended if you call Joe and you hear swooshing C in the background. Yeah, CCR well, stops playing and then. I've got the uh, Under Armour True Wireless headphones. It does the same thing. Just I put in one. And they tap the outside and answers phone calls. But yeah, music does but if they're hands-free in your goggle, then you don't have to... They would fit under my goggles, too. Yeah. But I just... I. Yeah. Alan Martin says, uh, use motorcycle speaker mic combos. They're 20 bucks on Amazon. Yeah, absolutely. Some of the better ones are a little bit more money, but... Uh, the one thing I, I want to see in paintball, it, and I, Joel brought this up before, is a full helmet. Much like a hockey helmet where it's hinged in the middle... Where you put it on, you clip it on, and then you close the bottom, and then that's your mask. And well, yeah, you could have headphones built into it what are you, already. Stupid? Be, oh, why, why, can't, why can't the manufacturers <laughs> next time they make a mask and go through the effort of making a making a mold, and uh, you know make making a mold, getting the ASTM standard on the lens? Why not make something a new mask that may, just has to be slightly smaller that will give integration for the scenario for the rec ball for the airsoft guys with those bump helmets and mm, stuff yeah mm -hmm. they need to think outside the bunkers man move beyond motocross 
platform, yeah. right? Which was originally uh, the goggles they adopted, right? And uh, some of the manufacturers are moving away Ooh, from them, but it's still pretty. It's still pretty much same as the uh, uh, as the old motocross goggles, uh, goggles that they uh, they used. Yeah, so. yeah, for sure. Um, I think with technology, the JT Sportscom were great, but I think with technology now, you don't have to have wires running to your goggles. You, everything Correct. is done wirelessly, and that, that yeah. would be great. And when you take your goggles off, you don't have to worry about popping earbuds. They just, they're just they fixed. And you don't have anything crushing your ears all day. You know, If you put them in a pair of sly goggles and put them in around the foam, even if you had the crappiest speakers, you'd be able to hear nothing but those things very loudly. But I any, any anything I get, I or those yeah like bone conducting right the uh, the headphones so you don't need a, something in external apparatus it's just uh, it plays on the uh, anyway so <laughs> I don't know where I go well, just get a throat <laughs> just get a throat mic then yeah so Zane Smith says bone conducting headphones uh, don't go oh, into your okay. ears Look but you can yeah. uh, still listen to music etc I was on the right path there we go thanks eh thanks. there we go um, yeah wow we answered a question. Got suggestions from the audience All right, uh, and took it seriously. Guys, this is behind the bunker, the most inclusive paintball podcast in the entire I, that's world. That's it. Shut it down. We're done. <laughs> most so, interactive. I, I have yeah. about four questions right now, but I'm, I'm nervous about moving forward because I think we're on a high note right now. So <laughs> I'm with Josh. How I, bad could it be? Yeah, I think we How did. much of a high note are we ending? We're ending, ending where we talked about the Proteus. Okay, we, we are about 20 minutes into the show. Why don't we just end it now? Like. It could I, not get well, any better I, than I, we need, go to okay, Queen. But we really need to fix this because George Hay says uh, Crocs have a Bluetooth adapter built in. I don't think that's what we <laughs> want, George. <sighs> Stupid, sexy George Hay. The last trick that George Hay pulled on me, I went into his van thinking it was free candy. Oh, I thought you were going to pull out a usual suspect. There was suspects. free candy. I was just there first. Reference there. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. All right, let's move Actually, forward. I thought that's where he's going to. Yeah. The, the greatest trick George Hay ever pulled was convincing us that he didn't was exist. Convi- was convincing the world <laughs> that Crocs existed. Oh, <laughs> yeah. God bless you, Dwayne King. No foot signals? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right. Uh, we have a few more questions the, before. The, the problem is, Dwayne, is half the field is tan colored, and we all wear tan colored boots. Can't see anything. With no, uh, Navy foot signals. Yeah. All right. Taylor Short wants to know why is it that my local field, my local store, is saying that there is no stock, and then all things I want are on back order. Is this getting frustrating? Exclamation mark. <laughs> so why is it uh, there's nothing in stock? Did they inventory? type it and spell it, or did they put an emoji that was the err emoji? No, I added that. Okay. It, <laughs> it ended the exclamation mark, but so you're adding some. So put it, putting some poetic license in there. Yeah, right? yeah, with frustration. So, yeah, why isn't there anything around, Joe? Um, <laughs> Allegedly, I, I, there's a global I, pandemic. I've I've run into this on a lot of a lot of um, a lot of products. We're trying to get. There's a shortage of goggles. There's often a shortage of supplies. A lot of it has to do with the pandemic. If you think back to. Um, you know, late December, January, the Chinese New Year happened, and traditionally, it's about a month long. Shut it's down. about a month long shutdown of um, of China because of the the New Year. They celebrate the New Year. Then, right after when the New Year would have ended and people would have been going back to work, the pandemic started in in Wuhan, China, and Asia, and global commerce was pretty much brought to a standstill. Then, North America entered the the pandemic era we'll call it in march so there's been shortages pretty much since day one um there wasn't much demand for products for about four months because most of most of north america and europe that are paintball consumers or consumers of any consumer goods was shut down so we're starting to see some products starting to come back i had a, a conversation uh today with nick Slowiak. um of GI and we were sort of talking about that there you know there wasn't much demand and there was definitely uh, manufacturing shortages and they're trying to fulfill you know certain SKUs just to get those to get those in people's hands but everybody recognizes that there's all kinds of shortages it's not just it's not just paintball stuff it's it's everything so Taylor I can understand your frustration when you want something here and now in uh, the immediacy of that, but you have to recognize that many uh, manufacturers around the world, um, even the big paintball companies right now, still have people who are not fully employed. Yeah. So there's still a lot of people who are, are, are laid off and uh, are, are fighting to exist. 
Um, and yeah. so you're not going to have the same luxury and availability of product that um, that was there a year ago. So uh, bear with it. Support your local field. Support your brick and mortar shops, and uh, you know, just just hang in there. But we also have. Okay, we have a friend who comes out to the field all the time. You guys know who he is. Let's let's just call him Bob, for example. He works for a big box store, and he was telling us a couple weeks ago that they can't even keep stock. They they have blown through what they even projected for the season at their store because guys were uh, coming in and buying all their stock out. Now they can't resupply. Same thing with paintball. I mean, JT right now, I don't know where you guys are, but in our area... JT goggles are gone. You can't find them. No one has them in stock, and we don't know when we're going to get them. So for us right now, everybody, of course, wants a JT goggle. And because people hear that so many places don't have them anymore, now they're, they've gone up in value. All the used forums. I was talking to some guys on the weekend. They've been buying and selling JT stuff because it's it's a hot commodity right now. Even foam. They just want the foam for it. They want anything they, do, they, they can do to get these JT goggles up and going. Had we have known that, we'd buy a pallet of it last year. But who? How do you know? But I think it's just because it's 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 unavailable, you know. And it's not it's not just JT. There's a lot of other things in the industry. Um, I'm still waiting on the first strike tank. <laughs> Good so, luck with that. Yeah, that's so, that's going to be a while. But you know, I, I did in my conversation with Nick today. He did he did show me some of the um, colorways of the I guess the the 2021 products that will be coming out of goggles and then the goggles will match some colorways of certain guns and markers which will in turn match you know packs pods jerseys and pants so they're you know gi is constantly working on you know freshening up their their offerings and their product lines and let, well i'm not picking on any company specifically but think about it if you're in the middle of a pandemic and guys are working from home now oh, yeah, how does tough. r&d even work like well, I, Joe told me that there's going to be new goggles, and part of me went, really, just new go- goggle colors? Like, come on. But then I thought, well, hold on a sec. We're in the middle of a pandemic. How are they even come up with anything, and could they even come up with a new product right now while we're doing this? I mean, I, for a minute, I had to slap myself. Like, it, it, you're right. Like, the new colors are, are the only way to kind of freshen things up, and they're not going to be making new molds. They're not going to be – no one's in the same room to look at things. Nobody's – Well, it's even companies like iPhone, I'll phone, you know – the garbage, the company that empties our garbage cans, and I get, I get the um, dispatch person's working from home, and then she has to call, call or email the 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 center, <laughs> and they'll yeah. come and pick it up. I call Oakley, and I talk to the Oakley rep, who they're they're in New York State somewhere, Luxottica, and I talk to them, and they're all working from home. Yeah. So they take my order on the phone from home, then they submit it, and it goes to somewhere, and to the warehouse in either California or in Georgia. And then it gets shipped out. Like yeah. there well, used to be days where you, I'd be able to schmooze someone to go into the warehouse and tell me if they have that particular thing in, in stock or in, in whatever. But you can't get people to go because they're miles from their warehouses. Yeah. We were at a tournament paintball on the weekend, and one of the debit machines went down. And I won't badmouth the crappy company that we deal with, but Chase was. Uh, we called them up and said, "Listen, like we're our, our debit machine's down," and. Uh, the guy goes, sorry, I can't hear you. And you could hear kids playing in the background. And a guy said something about a barbecue. Like, do you want burgers on the barbecue or something? At that point, I'm like, yeah, we're not going to get a tech today because this guy's not coming out, right? But I, I, that that's what it is. And, I mean, if you call if you call Fly Graders, you're most likely going to get Joe. And you're most likely going to get him either, you know, pumping his own gas somewhere or doing something out and about because nobody works in an office anymore. Everybody's trying to live a life and still try to operate their business and it is what it is i mean josh i think you're one of the only guys i know that actually goes to a a job still <laughs> i never stopped yeah I'm so good sad. for you i don't know i i missed the pandemic for this for the sake that i i liked having that couple weeks where i kind of gave up on life and said okay i am going <laughs> to stay home I'm not well no like when I'm you, not when gonna did you start again <laughs> <laughs> no but you know what I mean like I'm not worried about work not opening yet I'm not worried about this and that I'll order my groceries online I'll eat whatever's in the cupboard like we're just gonna get through it right that got tiresome after a while but I kind of missed that time where you kind of thought Netflix wasn't a waste of time <laughs> it was a productive way to spend your day well that's when we started doing our Saturday shows <laughs> that's right I miss our court well I miss, but I don't miss the Saturday night <laughs> yeah. shows. Yeah. All right. So next question comes to us from Dan Falk. He wants to know, what are your favorite guns to grab on? 
To crap on. To crap on. Oh, crap on? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would say the Azoden KP3. Yeah, that's so probably you second. Stole that name, yeah. you jerk. I, I that's probably <laughs> second to the. Um, <laughs> wow, Tolbert, evil omen. Yeah, I, I put my foot in my mouth. There was a guy that came out to the field that had the KP3 there, and I said, "Is that the KP3?" And he goes, "Yeah." And I go, "Really?" I said, "You you actually bought one of those?" And the guy was pretty proud of himself. And I'm like, "I go, do you realize where the KP3 name come from?" And I kind of went through the okay. whole thing, and I, I felt bad that I kind of ragged on his parade but thankfully uh the guy that we talked about before that won't have a name we called him bob was there and he kind of helped through he goes no man that's that's yeah that's a, a sacrilege um, yeah um so the same gentleman you're talking about with the kp3 that night um broke a screw on the feed neck the same gentleman was out did. saturday and snapped both screws on the ASA. Oh, of course yeah, he did. Poor guy. <laughs> I I I kind of felt bad, but at the same time, I was like, yeah, should I talk to him and let him know <laughs> that I have an Outcast Sniper 2 sitting in my shed brand new in box that I would have sold him probably for the cost of the KP3? Yeah. But what do then you he guys... went home because he didn't yeah. have a functioning marker. <laughs> guys, we're watching you guys in the live chat. Um, what's wrong with the KP3, Steven asked. The KP3 from Azodin is not a KP3 from Sheridan, Benjamin well, it was Sheridan. A, it was the third pump, wasn't it? The Chaos Pump yeah. 3. And and for that reason, like they're, they're they're more than welcome to have the name. I'm not crapping on that. And the gun is okay, I guess. It's it's an Azodin brand gun. You're, to everyone you're in the studio for. and anyone watching on the video, that's a KP3. Yeah. Correct. Right here. See the wood? The wood makes it good. Notice the 14-inch long brass barrel. That is what made it good. And also the liquid from the co2 running turned, into the it valve. also turned men into men <laughs> and why is it you made out around. of thick walled copper because when the liquid co2 went into it you needed that rigidity oh. to keep the gun from exploding you know, people were talking about first strike rounds oh he's a little out of range you had a kp3 you just dumped pure you liquid into it. that valve you oh. tilted it like this and it went <laughs> all the way in here and then became boom yeah. <laughs> um yeah, so I'm just I'm trying to see if you guys have anything in here. The Defender. Now, Joe. I, I don't know. I would say the Defender's probably not the worst gun in the market. Joe likes his Defender. I, I think my Defender's awesome. The only thing I don't like about the Defender is it's got a lot to the gun, so you have a lot of people that could break it and do things. But if you leave it alone, Joe's been working with his for quite some time. I was disappointed in the Defender only because I looked at it and thought to myself, why on earth did they not do this a long time ago? Yeah. I think it was too late to, to come to the market. It should have been a lot bigger than it was, but I think it was about four years too late. So I'm, I'm not a type of guy who craps or poo-poos on, cool on um, any type of gun. Uh, if you like it, you love it, you shoot it, whatever, right? I don't have to enjoy it myself as long as it works for you. But, Joe, yes. you've seen many, many guns come over the course of the years. Is there one particular marker that makes its way to the field you're like, Oh, dear God, I can't even make eye contact with it. <laughs> you know, nowadays when someone comes out with a spider and they're so proud of it, and it's like, just take a rental. But you know what? Yeah. You can't be too hard on these guys no. coming out to the field because, you know what? They're coming out to the field. Agreed. So you try to do your best to, to wa yeah. walk them through getting their guns up. But, you know... It, it, there's a there's a there's a very there's a fine line and there's a threshold be between the guy spending more than 15 minutes trying to get his gun to work and wasting that time and getting that hitting that frustration level when he could just take a rental out and yeah. go play with his friends and shoot people. But but having said that, Spider and Kingman. Well, I don't know what it is right now, uh, but Spider was not a bad platform, bad marker. The only reason why we are not big fans of it in this area is because it is very temperature sensitive. Yes, that's true. And there is um, a shortage of parts or accessibility of parts in our area. Yeah. If I lived in Southern California, I could probably shoot a spider all day, all month, all year and not have an issue. Uh, but if you're in Southern Ontario, unfortunately, you've got a two week window where it can <laughs> actually be functional. I, I hate to say it, and I'm almost... And, and you guys you guys can agree to this, but we all can sort of be the horse whisper or paintball whisper. When, when you see a guy walking from the parking lot to the field, to the counter, and he's got that specific type of duffel bag that has a little bit of a haze of dust on it, he opens it out and he pulls out a BT Combat with a barrel plug with um, 
you know, with a ricochet hopper on it and a CO2 tank, you kind of go, and I'm, I'm stereotyping right now, but it, what I'm doing is it's, it's dating that marker and you know that it's not his and you know that it was sort of a Kijiji eBay pawn shop find and you know he's not going to have a good day with it, meaning he doesn't know how to do it. He's not going to be able to crony or get it working, and he's going to end up with a rental marker. And I hate to say it, but that happens at the field it's, at least it, a couple times sure a week. Does. It does. It's disappointing for the person who gets really excited about it. But for me, who loves the sport and loves to see the sport grow, you know that somebody's gone out of their way to either find it or inherit this. And the excitement of them holding that bag and bringing it into the field. I know. You know, and hoping that yeah. happens, right? And so... I would hope that some of the seasoned vets who are out there and people who have some experience can help support little fellers like that or older fellers who are back in the sport because because they're uh, out, man. They're out playing. They're, they're out and they want to. They want to yeah. give their all. They want to use something a little bit different than a rental marker, um, whether that is their parents' gun or whether they pick it up in a pawn shop or or they found it in their basement or whatever. But they're excited about the sport, and that's a really encouraging thing. So if we can help support people get them on the field, yeah. um, it may not be what your choice is for a gun, but that's fine. It doesn't have to be, right? But if we can help people get on the field and enjoy the equipment they came with, that's great. And if not, then we can certainly steer them in a direction that's going to work better for them. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, uh, Joe had his hand up. I so had, Joe has some I'm, I'm working on a bit of a project right now. I mean, if anybody can help me, JT Racing in the 90s, late night, late 80s, early 90s, had a t-shirt. It was called the Factory Platoon t-shirt. It was like a logo, and it had a couple paintballs, and it was pink and light blue. I'm looking, f I need an image of that particular graphic. But anyway, I'm looking on Google right now, JT Racing vintage t-shirts, and the number of images of flag raidery stuff that comes up in my search parameters is also pretty impressive. Wonder why but that is. I wonder why that is, because of Google. Joe's the Google machine. But anyway, guys, if you can find me an image of the JT Factory Platoon t-shirt, I'm looking for that for a bit of a project. There you go. Hey, Regnick1133, I see him in the live YouTube chat. Sorry, guys, I've... I lost my live YouTube chat for a few minutes, but he's uh, saying some of the old shockers. So not the shoebox, but okay. the, yep. what were they? The SF? SFT or whatever? The SFTs. There were some really good ones, and there was some not so good ones in our area. Now, I'm not stereotyping them per se, but um, I think, again, with, with any marker, you're going to find that they had a good good manufacturing run and a couple that were had some sketchy runs. I had some die guns that were couple that you pull out of the bag and it works every time. Other times you get guys that come through the shop and it's you can't fix it. I don't know what it is. I don't know if the tolerances were out, the bodies, no, the, nothing was working on them. So it happens to the best. Well, not every not every company, but certainly, certainly, certainly some of them. Um, you have a, got a you've got a couple more questions, okay, uh, right? Just a couple more quick yeah. ones, and I can empty my sack. But before we do that, can we talk about? Uh, something else real quick. Oh, um, what is that, Todd? Well, Planet Eclipse, ladies oh. and gentlemen, specifically. Let's talk about them. Did you guys know that they had more championships, new mechanical markers, new electros, new territory, including the new MagFed division? Guys, get Planet Eclipse and take on the world. Make sure you look for something from Planet Eclipse at your uh, next retail store visit. When the world's greatest players, photographers, and expected parents need the best Don't coverage, most vivid colors, biggest selection, they pull a tab on an EG product. Hashtag pop smoke. Thick, welded seams, stainless steel hardware, and multiple color options make AirUps the number one choice for inflatables on and off the field. They are made in America by Brent Davis and his team. And remember, folks, grab 20% off all of their wonderful inventory by checking out AirUps.com. Ruthless paintball. Dreams fade. Ruthless products, color sublimation, and craftsmanship never die. On or off the field, Ruthless keeps you fresh. Use the promo code BTB15 for 15% off. He's fresh. He's so fresh. Exciting. Uh, adapt, create, and win. Exalt is in our blood. Make your game boil. Get Exalt available worldwide. From the beginning, you stumbled down a rocky cliff or waded chest deep through a mosquito-infested bog. Now, whether you're sliding into a snake or running and gunning, GI Sports has the gear for you. Now with a new Tipman Stormer and accessories. DLX Technologies, guys. Uh, true industry innovators with some of the lightest, fastest, and sleekest hardware in paintball. DLX has the power to get you to the podium. To the podium. And the podium is where you want to be, guys, so check them out. Um, I know we're still in the middle of the mail time segment, Gavin, but can mail I give you a visual mail time question that was sent in? Sure. <laughs> it's shrugs. not my sack, but I'll find it. So this one is from Kyle Swenson. He says, uh, what kind of damage will occur to a Tipman 98 if you hook up 
uh, a scuba tank for unlimited air. Nothing. Nothing assuming, that's a tipman. Well, that, assuming it's regulated. Well, I was fine, just going to yeah. say that. If you hook it up to a scuba tank, you will blow the you will blow out the valve and everything because that's 3,000 PSI presumably coming out of a scuba tank. Yeah, but what about... Not, not but if it's regulated, yeah. if you put a regulator between the scuba tank and regulate it down to about 900 to 1,000 PSI into your ASA, then you're golden. And you could run that all day long. All day. All day. But yeah, if you hook it directly without that, you blow up your hand, yeah, your valve, man. your... Yeah. yeah. Unless you hook it up through like a brass eagle talon, then you'll be fine. Oh, yeah, yeah. Anything? No, do not, because no, I don't need to be no. sued for that. Todd said anything plastic, <laughs> it could be unregulated yeah. to a scuba tank. If the tank. valve is plastic, <laughs> then it can do high... Vo- yeah, yeah, no. No, it shouldn't, be, it shouldn't have an issue at all. Yeah. Um, yeah, George Hay puts a puts a damper on. He says, "Yeah, he'll blow the power tube." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you'll scare the pants off yourself. But yeah, absolutely. But George you Hay, Mister Know It All about scuba tanks. Yeah, you do not scuba tanks do and Crocs. That's the man to go to. <laughs> uh, all right, so I have two more questions, and then it'll be all up to you guys. I, I promise. That's all oh. your show. So Ross Galloway wants to know: Is uh, have you ever come to the field and realized you forgot something? What was it you forgot to bring? <laughs> Last Tuesday night, I forgot my headband. Who was it this weekend? Oh, someone came this weekend. He had all his gear in a big gear bag, and he was wearing flip-flops because it was a nice warm day, and he was walking around the stage here and asking if anybody had shoes. <laughs> okay, so George Hay may like this and not understand why I had an issue. I had packed up all my gear for a game. I had some Crocs on as I was taking out the garbage. Forgot I had the Crocs on. Drove to the field and recognized... I can't play paintball and Crocs. <laughs> Crocs are only for taking out garbage. <laughs> yes. That's it. And I had to go home and get my combat boots because <laughs> I can't play in Crocs. I don't wear my Crocs when I yeah. take the garbage out. Not with that attitude, you can't. Not at I all. I have never forgotten my goggles because to me that's the most important thing for me because it's a sanitary I thing. Did. Can you go? Okay, so here's a question for you guys and answer it how you will. If you forget your goggles and a random stranger offers you their goggles would you take it not your teammate no. not a friend no. i'm talking a random not stranger a and not the field no I would, no yeah i would wear i two. would wear a rental goggle so i went to two a, words hard no <laughs> went to an away game uh and one of the teammates was packing up his vehicle because we were our carpooling and that was my my first mistake not making sure i packed everything into the vehicle and just allowed him to strategically pack and lo and behold, when I arrived at the uh, the event, I did not have a goggle system. So I was pouting and I was angry at myself. And I was well prepared to go to the pro shop and purchase a set of goggles. Uh, but a teammate had an extra set. Wasn't the best day ever. But I was yeah. happy uh, I didn't have to spend the money knowing that there was something in the back of my truck. There was a goggle rolling around in the, in the bed. Yeah. I've gone to an event where I've only brought in one pair of goggles. And I've initially or an, uh, eventually bought a pair of goggles from the event. And then I realized quickly that I will always bring two goggles to any big gamer event that I go to because sweaty morning doesn't have to be sweaty afternoon, right? <laughs> Look at that. Was I, yeah. That's a t-shirt. <laughs> that, that was on a Fortune cookie. Was I balls? at the event with you when you forgot and you bought a set of goggles to wear? Um, Probably. Ever since then, I've always packed two pairs of goggles. Yeah, it's important. Or and two I, goggles. And the thing is, like, pairs, so in the morning you're playing and you get a, you know, you have the sweaty goggles. You take them off. You sit with your friends. You chat. You pot up. You go put those goggles back on, and it's just gross. So if you have a second pair, you put your second pair on, and those dirty ones you put somewhere in the sun and just let them air dry. When you come back the next hour and a half later, they're pretty much dry, or at least they're warm and one, one, one <laughs> habit I got into when we were in Nam was actually changing my socks halfway through. The yeah, day. buddy. Yeah. yeah, buddy. Nothing so, feels better than taking your socks off for about five minutes, darn putting a fresh socks. pair on and your boots back on. It's well, I can tell you things that feel better, but that, no, good point. So only once has happened to me recently on a Tuesday Night Mission paintball event. Um, I forgot my dump pouch. And I will never do that again because how challenging it is under fire to try to put your mags back in your vest. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I did that Tuesday too. Yeah, that, Wouldn't it be nice if time. your mags or even your pods had little like mitten strings attached to it? So, so when you're dangling? done with it, you just throw them over your shoulder and they'll just follow you like a just married car. Oh, that or like, the like, ding- like dingleberries. Just <laughs> 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 uh, a friend of the show, uh, Sean Riddle, was out one, one night, um, forgot his dump pouch as well, actually tied a canvas bag to the front of his a vest. grocery bag I <laughs> look like he had elephantitis of the, uh, the of the dump pouch <laughs> well you know what if it's stupid and it works 
That's right. Yeah. All right, last question I promise until I cinch up my sack. Uh, comes to uh, us from Tom Lazard. He says he needs to get his tank recertified. How do I do that? Oh, that's a good question. Great uh, question. Fire extinguisher place or a scuba store, but likely the scuba store will take it to the fire extinguisher place. So just look for one in the phone book and ask them if they can recertify or, or hydro test your high pressure air tank. Make sure you drain it before you take it in. They should be able to take the reg off for you. However, there was a, a two or three year period where a lot of the regs were installed with red Loctite. And, and then welded shut. And, <laughs> and they're in there for good. And so armed security. There, there, yeah. there, is, <laughs> there is a small probability that your reg will not come out of your tank, and therefore you will need a new tank. There and was there was a tank at the store it's that had a regulator tape to it. That was mine. And find <laughs> out if, clean right off. And find out if it's a requirement to have it uh, hydro tested as well. Yeah. Anything under what is it? Sixty one. No, fifty one. Fifty one. Yeah. Uh, cubic inches does not require. Well, at least in Canada, I don't know about the United States. But Even the forty fives. Yeah. That would be under sixty. See, at least there's one advantage of being small, right? No, oh, forty five hundred psi. Uh, like the carbon fiber tanks, they all expired on it. Why are you putting them in the spot? Yeah, <laughs> better better check with your local people. With I don't that. know. I, all I know is that there's a field that we go to that's local but not quite local. And every time I go there, the guy looks at me and goes, your tank is out of hydro. It has the sticker on it from the rehydro place. He still refuses to take it. So now, before I go to that field, I bring three full tanks all to my own but that is up yeah. to the individual proprietor where they want to accept the tank or not yeah so even if it's certified it could be brand new out of a out of box he's also just a d-bag <laughs> but but i mean be that is it may li- it's their liability it's their yeah. judgment call in terms of whether they accept it or yeah. not how yeah. m- we talked about this on the show but how many times have you guys gone to a paintball field with t- air in your tanks and you've donated it back to the field oh yeah because they don't have sad. enough they don't have enough <laughs> like, oh i'll take some of that like, yeah, yeah, how thanks. am i getting less air <laughs> but leaving this station? here's yeah. the thing though here's the thing i don't understand is the bigger the field you go to the more often that happens some of the fields i go to I look around and go there are a thousand people here for this game here today why on earth did you not just rent Another compressor. Why on earth is this here like this? Because you're missing the business model. If I steal air from everybody else, (laughs) I never have to. That's how they make their money, isn't it? Uh, Chica Estrada big, big says that he just got his his uh, tank done. And Mike Holstrom brings up a good point. He says uh, two goggles are great because if you have uh, you know if you need a non tinted lens at dusk uh, and a tinted lens during the day, that's a great idea. Really good point. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or or Chris, if you've murked so much of the other team and they're getting pissy and you got to change something. Yeah, yeah. If you change your goggle and your jersey, then you're then now you're a different guy. Just That's a new right. dude. Put a yeah, mustache yeah. on. Chris, uh, Chris Hammer, welcome to the show. Um, thank you for your comment. I'm I'm not going to read it over the air, but uh, I don't know. Maybe the, maybe there is some s- sexual tension here. I, I don't know. Ew. Might be. <laughs> All right. So having said that, I'm going to cinch up my sack. Uh, I'm throwing my bell around. Uh, and if there's anything that you would like us to answer on the show, send it to the mail, mail time at showbehindbunker.com or post on any of our social media sites, and we will answer it on mail time. Mail time. Yeah. Mail So here's the thing. I have a great video from Joe from The Vault, but it's getting near the end of the show. I don't want to offend Joe, but I think we may save it for the next show because I don't ah. want it to, to, get, to get lost. Uh, we talked a lot about JT, and it would be fitting for tonight, but I think maybe we'll leave it. Um, I got a good one for next week, then. <laughs> and uh, Josh uh, has uh, mag-fed stuff that we may show in a minute as well. Yep. Uh, before we get to that, we have a word that we use on the show a lot, and we, we try to bring it in every time we can, which is frangibility. I heard another word on the weekend, last weekend, that I thought would be good, with, but I don't know if we can fit it on the show, is lubrosity. The lubrosity of the liquid. And it's in reference to oil. Have you that, heard of that before? It's I, a real word because we talked about this what last is weekend. The lu- lubricity. The lubricity. Are you talking viscosity? No, lubricity. All right, let me Google lubricity. this. Lubricity. I'm not even I, saying it right now. I said it. To, lubricity? No way. There's- lubricity. It's either lubricity or lubricity. If someone can Google it, um, it is in reference to a dis- like how you're describing an oil's performance. Um, and I talked to two mechanics. Lubricity. Lubricity there. meaning. There you go. So what what oil out there or lube has the best lubricity? The uh, the definition of lubricity, the the property or state of being 
Lubriscus. Also, <laughs> Joshua Lubriscus. Re- also, so. the capacity for l- reducing friction. <laughs> Josh Zuby Lubriscus. So Lubricity is the measure so of the reduction of friction. See, if you went to see there a marriage go. counselor, you could say. The lubricity of the counselor was quite phenomenal as she reduced the friction. Okay, I've been it's totally, a measure hi- I've been totally hijacked because yes. I'm thinking Zuby has a new name and a new jersey. <laughs> Josh, oh, Zuby Lubriscus. Great. Lubriscus, baby. Lubriscus. <laughs> sponsored by KY. Oh, yes. oh. oh lordy. <laughs> you right. give me that shirt, I will wear it. <laughs> nice. Josh, Josh Zuby Lubriscus. Oh, yeah, you won't be able to put your arm around him. You'll just... Just slide <laughs> off. Does that mean I'm now a lube model for... <laughs> I don't want to equate you to this, but it'd be like chasing a lubed-up pig. Greased-up Defka. Oh, Christ. Oh, well. Before the show, we were talking uh, briefly about the quality of craftsmanship. Gavin and I specifically were talking about old TVs from like the black and white days, but do you think the same thing applies to paintball stuff? If you look at... The old autocockers and automags, um, brass eagles, stuff like that. Else? Look at the line SI Bushmasters, man. Those things are bulletproof. Now, I mean, so some of the parts eight. have to be replaced, which are fine. But the initial, the initial quality machining and the quality was fantastic. Stainless steel. All their hardware was stainless steel. Like you could run those things underwater, and they wouldn't rust, with the exception of some of the. The main spring and the the hammers. So, not that we want to get political on this, but before things were manufactured in China, you know what? When it was made in America, it was made with craftsmanship and real parts, and it was like a it was durable by men, but by men and and women. By men, but you know what? And uh, it's it's still the test of time. Which is why you can still pick up pawn shop guns and still shoot them, right? Because there was still quality. So. Something so, to be said so, about spending a little. So there you go. Money. Okay. So hypothetically, hypothetically, let's say you pick up an old spider, or uh, even a brass eagle from back in the day yeah. from a pawn shop, but parts are now available for them, and you can buy the brand new OEMs, whatever, for them. Do you think those guns would work inevitably? Some of the lower end spiders, I would say no, because like the ion we talked about a week ago, the more you took it apart the more it kind of didn't go back together fully, like the screws would slowly strip out and everything. But I'm talking about like the regular quality, you know, the higher end spiders and some of that stuff. I think you could probably still play with those today. So I'm going back old school with my like original 68 classic mag. And uh, not that I have it anymore, but I have a, I have a bucket full of uh, old cockers as well, which is like, yeah, would they work? Absolutely. Well, it's on your dating profile. Bucket right. full yes. of cockers. Uh, yeah, it, it, yes, Tinder. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but no, but I mean, it, they're a quality products now. Like, so if I'm, I'm missing a couple of O-rings for things, and that's why they're sitting in a bucket. Um, but it doesn't matter, right? So yeah. they're a quality products, and if I was not lazy and I picked up a couple of O-rings, uh, they'd be up and running and good to go. Yeah. Steven says autococker for sure, and... I mean, if let's say you got your autococker spider working again, and it was working the day it was brand like the way the day was brand new. The new guns today, though, they're so much better. It's almost not even worth it. Well, here's here's the, the what I'd say is the interesting part about newer guns. I own a TMC, but quite uh, a few cases through it already. Um, but like something like the axe, you can use an axe over and over and over and over and over again. And sometimes you change the battery, sometimes you change an O ring or two. I've got a lot of auto mags where just due to the design and not that it's a design flaw, but due to what they had, there are metal parts in it that have worn out. That doesn't happen on new markers today. Like, yeah, yeah. you might bend a spring and you might bend an O-ring, but you did that back in the day too. But there are pins and hinges and stuff that I have from auto mags that wore out just due to the materials and stuff. And they're fantastic guns and you could replace them. And they would continue to work. But the newer stuff I think is a little bit better than that engineering wise yeah is a little better because stuff isn't wearing out as quickly yeah yeah i mean yeah the the parts that are wearing out now are different i mean most of the guns like the high-end guns are controlled by a solenoid yeah you know there's very there's only one moving part and it's the bolt and it's a piece of aluminum that's surrounded with uh rubber i mean it's that yeah. how's that gonna wear out when you mass produce crap right and you have to make it cheaper in order to uh create a profit 
the quality is definitely going to go down. Like, Joe, when you saw Carter on the back of Die making one-on-one or one, yeah. you know, like one gun at a time, right? I mean, those guns are still going to be functional. Like, uh, the anything from Palmer's, where quality still means something. But yeah, he, even like the Sh- Benjamin Sheridan, yeah. KPs yeah. and stuff. Even Tipman, when Tipman still had Tipman, right? Like, yeah. But I have an interesting anecdote from this from when I worked at Toyota. Um, Toyota, when they first came to, to North America, started purchasing parts in China, right? Just like little plastic snaps here and there that are used in every car everywhere, right? And Toyota gave them a set tolerance and a design and said, this is what we want. And China came back and said, plus or minus what? And they went, what do you mean? I said, well, plus or minus what? And they, the, the Japanese, for months this went on. They had no idea what they're talking about. China was saying, well, what's the tolerance for making this part? For Where China was saying like, no, <laughs> we gave you the size, right? So I look at that and I think like, anything that's bought in a big box store has a tolerance of plus or minus what? Anything that comes out of Inception's designs is the size it's supposed to be. Right, so it's a huge, it's a huge difference in, like, if you gave me a full marker, <laughs> like if if Tom yeah. K were to go back to making markers today, you know that the size of the part that was supposed to be in there would be the size of the part that's in there. Yeah, we're also dealing with smaller runs, and we're dealing with family shops and nothing being outsourced. I mean, back in the day, to be that guy, we saw a die making DMs in DM4s their in, the factory. in their factory, yep. and they had. Californians doing it, right? Or new to Californian residents doing it. Um, Pre wall. Yeah. So, I mean, well, whatever. I mean, you saw them building it so they could control their own quality, right? And I know that's not feasible today in today's day and age. I get that. But But you uh, you know what? If it it meant paying an extra 50 bucks for a marker, people wouldn't do it. They'd complain. They want people would 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 get. If I knew, if I knew that's what I was getting, I would pay it. No. So this is the only but thing I I'm appreciate hoping. This more. This is the only thing I'm hoping for um, with the whole COVID shutdown of the world that it's not about flip your gun, get the brand new model every year. Let's slow down and shoot what you have, right? So yeah. the, the, it's not an arms race anymore in terms of where you have to keep running out and getting the next the next best thing. So hopefully, you know or what? A short arms race. <laughs> <or> short arms <laughs> Yes, a Tyrannosaurus the race. Small arms. Yes. Uh, the, you know, shoot what you have. and like, like Let's slow down a little bit, not... Um, Hate to see it not be consumer driven, but you know what? Like, it doesn't have to be the next or the brand new thing that comes out on the market. Let's yeah. reset 2020. So 2021 will be the 2020 year. And just shoot what you had for 2020. Yeah, for sure. Um, any closing thoughts, guys? I think we should probably wrap it up here in a few minutes. Uh, again, if you guys uh, like the show but can't sit uh, still long enough on Facebook or YouTube. This is a podcast that goes up uh, every Monday night. You can download it on any place that you get your better podcasts from. Um, and some crappy ones, too. We're on those same platforms as well. Gavin Sharma, thank you for uh, hosting tonight's Mail Time. Oh, it was wonderful to be here. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen, for your contributions for Mail Time. And again, there's another plug just so I can stay employed. Uh, if you have any questions you'd like us to address here on the show, send it to showbehindthebugger.com or post on one of our social media sites and we'll answer it on the show. So I sincerely appreciate everybody tuning in tonight and your contributions in the chat form. Make sure you do that again next week. Hit like and share on the way out. Thank you, folks. Yeah. Uh, George Hayes has better tolerance on parts now, less slop and scraping. I agree. Joe, thank you for being on the show. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in tonight to uh, Beautiful Behind the Bunker. Tomorrow night, we're having one more Mission Tuesday. Uh, the rain is raining tonight. It's supposed to stop at 1.30 a.m., but we are going to try to squeeze one more Mission Tuesday in tomorrow night um, at the outdoor field. So so the field will be fresh and the clean. The field will be fresh and clean. If you <laughs> want to come on out, uh, come on out. Very good. And uh, Josh, Zuby Lubricus. <laughs> Lubricus, baby. <laughs> screwed it up already. <laughs> Uh, yeah, thank you to all those who liked and shared the show. The rest of us, uh, you're you're dead to us. Uh, go away. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, don't forget, folks, to help control your local airsoft population. Have your local airsofters spayed or neutered. Awesome, guys. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you to Matt the Crypt for uh, putting pushing all the buttons tonight, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, we'll see you next week. <laughs>